You're listening to Campus Review Radio. Hello, I'm Wade Zaglis, Education Editor for Education Review and Campus Review. A new study conducted by Oxford University Press surveyed 1,000 recent graduates and found that 88% of them believed soft skills were necessary for their future career success. And even as these graduates prepare to enter an increasingly automated workforce, a substantial 78% said such soft skills will give them an advantage in the workplace. Indeed, upskilling in soft skills in the workplace is predicted to be a new trend, more than one-third believing that upskilling in this area will be an ongoing practice throughout their professional lives. But what exactly are soft skills? And have they always been viewed as being critical in the labour market? To discuss the importance of soft skills both now and in the future, Education Review spoke to Dr Alexia Maddox of Deakin University, who along with Professor uh, Matthew Allen of the University of Tasmania has examined how these skills can be developed. Dr Maddox, firstly... How do you define soft skills? What do they include and how do you think you can support their development? Thanks for that question, Wade. I have a slightly different definition, I guess, of soft skills. And that definition is really that soft skills complement technical skills. And so I believe they're they're how we think, we communicate, cooperate, collaborate and innovate. And it's really that last, Uh, point innovation where the soft skills that students chose in this report with the critical thinking, complex problem solving and creativity, they're all seeking that innovation goal. Why do you think Australian graduates think soft skills are more necessary for the jobs of tomorrow than technical skills? I think there's, there's two responses that I would give to, to that question. And the first one is, as you observed, our technical skills are going to need to be constantly updated, but it's our soft skills that are the enduring skills that will really complement that technical knowledge with how to apply it within our professional context. And so soft skills are really what we need and they are the glue that makes our professional lives work. However, we get trained uh, within many sort of institutions and courses on how to do a task technically, but we don't necessarily get trained on how to think about what is the purpose of that tool? Is it going to solve the problem that we've got? And how can I creatively engage with this process to add something of value to the outcome for my organisational stakeholders? And that layer of critical thinking is what turns tool use into innovation. Many people may overlook that they possess these soft skills, um, such as critical thinking, um, communication, uh, I think intercultural knowledge is one of them as well. Do you think there has been a devaluing of soft skills in the past? I do think that there has been a devaluing of, of soft skills in the past. And I think that the reason that these skills are coming to the fore now is because of our fears that technology will take our jobs. And uh, so we we would look to compete with that uh, competition for our jobs 
by doing something that technology can't. And, and that's really where these soft skills or, or, you know, unique human traits that we like to think of them as um, really come to the fore for most students. So we, we understand that technology, that artificial intelligence will come in and uh, take away a lot of the rote practices and sort of automated decision-making processes uh, from our actual positions. So we sort of see ourselves in competition with them. And I think that that's the wrong point of view. And really, it comes back to why are soft skills devalued? And so, you know, traditionally, when we look at these soft skills, the ones that students chose and graduates chose were really ones that you could think of as almost individual traits that make them excel against their colleagues, rather than the uh, the sort of the people management, the cognitive flexibility, coordinating with others, emotional intelligence, and that service orientation and negotiation. And just putting my hat on as a sociologist, I would look at that and say that that skill bank that they sort of didn't prioritise as much as the other skill bank are more feminised skills. And we have a traditional a tradition in our in our our workforce to devalue uh, invisible, tacit or feminised labour. So I believe that these soft skills that students have chosen are the ones that first I think will help them to compete for their jobs against technology. And secondly, they've chosen the one, the ones that are more sort of about individual brilliance. And of course, all of that is, is true, but it's not, in my mind, the best way to look at the future and our relationship with technology in our jobs. It's really, uh, and, and also sort of the enduring skills that actually help us to keep jobs and get new clients. And that's that service orientation, that negotiation, that emotional intelligence. And we're also going to have to apply these skills when we work with technology in our roles. So it's actually not about competition uh, for jobs against technology. It's about how do we work with them. And that's sort of, you know, I just really feel that there's a, a teetering there about what these students indicated versus what perhaps one version of our future could look like. Finally, Dr. Maddox, if soft skills are critical for our future, do you think the Commonwealth Government's recent attitude towards certain disciplines, for example, the humanities and hiking course fees, is appropriate? Well, obviously, uh, if I if I look at this from a personal or professional, you know, from my discipline, so my discipline is the social sciences and humanities. And uh, I, I do feel like I'm under attack from these, these changes in, in priority from the government. But the question here is actually about how students learn uh, the, the skills that they desire, which is complex problem solving, critical thinking and creativity. And obviously it's within the disciplines of the humanities and the social sciences that we teach these skills. Uh, we don't have a monopoly over teaching these skills. There's lots of different ways that you can learn them um, outside of the university environment. And so there's this tension there about what is what is the university that and, and what is it for the government? Um, and really it's about connecting people to jobs. So, and to the jobs of the future that, or, or the short-term future that they see as, as having the most demand for our graduates. 
And of course, the stats don't really back that up in the present state, where we understand that uh, students from uh, the social sciences and the humanities actually get employed at the same rate as those from STEM disciplines or the sciences. Correct. So the, the question that we always have is, what is the evidence behind this decision? But for our purposes here, they're going to do it. So we understand how a university is going to deliver to these demands for having graduates who can comp- solve uh, who can solve complex problems. And in the university setting, we actually teach graduates how to do this by um, scaffolding in role play, for example, where we present them with complex scenarios and then ask them how they would go about solving it from different points of view. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the sort of the ways that we start to get graduates to open their viewpoints and to have that greater social sensitivity about different values and stakeholders um, who are engaging with a particular problem set. So, you know, we also teach them critical thinking by getting them to actually engage with an evidence base to inform their argument. And that's a process of digital literacy skills, modelling, and also setting tasks where they can follow a, a gentle formula that helps them to break that process down step by step until it becomes intuitive for them. So we have lots of different ways that we actually train uh, or, or support or facilitate the development of these skills. But generally, uh, you will see them most prominently taught in the humanities and social sciences. Well, Dr. Alexia Maddox from Deakin University, thank you so much for speaking to Education Review. Thank you so much, Wade. It's been a pleasure.